Welcome to the Life 21 Church Podcast. Thanks for joining with us today as we explore the Gospel of Matthew. We pray that as you listen, you would come to more fully understand the answer to this age-old question, who is this Jesus? Hello and welcome back to these precious words of Jesus. These episodes have been so meaningful to me. And as we begin this number 40, I wanted to share a brief story. Maybe some of you have heard of it. There is a book called The Heavenly Man. It's about Brother Yun, a leader in the underground church in China who is persecuted in ways that are unfathomable. But the first book that he ever memorized was Matthew. As a young man that finally came to the Lord, through the lives of others around him, he was so touched by the story of Jesus. He had had no access to the Bible. Someone was able to get him the Bible, or I think just maybe the script of the Gospel of Matthew, because they would often tear the Bible to pieces and hand out different parts to people, and then they would rotate and share them. And he memorized the Gospel of Matthew so that he could go around and he would go to these underground churches, these assembly of believers and homes, and he would just quote the whole book of Matthew. These hungry people hanging on every single word. So today, as we go into this passage, Lord, we ask that you touch us with that same zeal, that same fire, that same excitement to have your words for us here today. Today is Matthew chapter 12, Verses 30 through 37, Jesus' warning about the heart. Starting in verse 30, He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. 31, And so I tell you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. The context for our reading today in the past podcast episode, we saw Jesus confronting the Pharisees. The Pharisees had accused him of casting out demons by Beelzebub, the prince of demons. And Jesus explains that it's by the Spirit of God that he cast them out, and it's actually the kingdom of God coming upon that situation. Jesus then continues this confrontation, saying to them that he who is not with me scatters. I want to share just a few highlights to these brief verses, 30 through 32, and then we're going to continue hearing about the deeper matters of the heart. Verse 30, Jesus has just said, He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather gather with me scatters. Jesus is highlighting to them as they're accusing him of operating under the power of Satan to drive out spirits. He turns it on its head and he says to them, you who are not with me, you're against me. And specifically because you scatter. Something that this points to deep in the heart of God is that God's kingdom and his spirit who brings his kingdom is a kingdom of gathering. 
the one thing, the one rule of his kingdom is love. It's togetherness. God, three parts in one, created us from his image, from himself. And just as Adam was satisfied, finally satisfied when Eve was created from him and gathered back to him, then it was very, very good, the scripture says. In the same way, all of humanity being created by God, we are by the Spirit of God gathered back to him and to each other. And Jesus said, if you're not with me, you're against me. If you're not with me, you're opposed to me. In a way, he's saying, you are under the Lord of the Lord of demons, Beelzebub. You are functioning in that because you're not allowing the Spirit to draw people back to me and to each other. You're resisting the Spirit, and whenever the Spirit of God is resisted there, you will find scattering and division. Jesus explains this further. In verse 31, he says, Every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but not the blasphemy against the Spirit. He clarifies, Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. These are such stark words and have often been troubling to many. When you come to this text in Matthew, you begin to think, oh my goodness, have I blasphemed the Holy Spirit? What does that mean? Why is it so severe, these consequences? And why is the consequence for the Spirit different than the consequence for blaspheming against Jesus? Blaspheming is to speak good of that which is evil or evil of that which is good. It's a spiritual twisting and a speaking ill of God and his goodness. What's interesting is that Jesus knows he's about to leave. Just in a few months, a few years, he has a short time on earth ministering and he knows that he will leave. Now these Pharisees that are speaking ill of him He knows that after he dies and is resurrected, their opinions might change and they might turn back to the one that they've heard of. But he warns them that though they speak ill of him, he's going away. And after he leaves, the only conduit or messenger or part of the Trinity available to gather them back to the Father's heart is the Holy Spirit. I believe that one dynamic that is so important in this passage is that Jesus was constantly pointing his disciples to the Holy Spirit. He was constantly training them in how to relate to the Holy Spirit because once he left, he wanted a seamless connection with them through the person of the Holy Spirit. You see the heart of Jesus here as he is rebuking the Pharisees but pointing them in a similar way to the centrality of the Holy Spirit after his departure. He says, hey, if if you're angry at me, if you're bitter against me, I can forgive you. But the only way that you'd be forgiven for blaspheming the Son is by opening your heart to conviction by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that convicts the world of sin. The Holy Spirit is the one that reveals the Son and reveals the Father. 
And Jesus is warning us here, if we reject and blaspheme and are speaking ill of the Spirit of God, we're destroying the bridge, which is the access to the Father and to the Son. Such a challenging word and a real invitation for us to not just avoid blaspheming or speaking ill of the Holy Spirit, but a real encouragement for us to personally and to help others open our hearts to the power and the presence and the life of the Holy Spirit. It's only through the Holy Spirit that we can be drawn into repentance, drawn into forgiveness, drawn into healing, and gathered into everything that the Father and the Son has for us. So today, Lord, we ask that you would remove from us any resisting, blaspheming, anything in our heart by which we reject the three persons of the Trinity by rejecting the messenger and the one that's here and now to draw us back to you. The Holy Spirit relates to us in the invisible and specifically in the heart. And so Jesus continues on wanting to really get at the Pharisees' heart and all those listening to invite them into his glorious love and to gather them to himself. Verse 33, make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. You brood of vipers. How can you who are evil say anything good? For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Verse 35. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that men and women, this is the generic term for all, men will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. I have found in my own life as I've gotten to know the person of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I've become increasingly, ever increasingly aware of their deep longing and desire to transform the heart. It says in Scripture that God actually dwells in our hearts by faith. The Old Testament, people had hearts, of course, and they loved God. They were commanded in the Old Testament to love the Lord their God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. But their experiencing of God by his spirit was predominantly through the temple. And I love that God's eternal plan was not to dwell in human-made buildings. It was to dwell in God-made buildings human hearts. After Jesus is resurrected and he finally makes the blood payment for our sin, he is able to, by the Holy Spirit, come to our hearts and by applying his blood and the sacrifice of his perfect love on the cross, he is able to both clean the home of your heart and prepare the home of your heart for his spirit to come and to take residence. Jesus doesn't want just people avoiding blaspheming the Holy Spirit. 
He's wanting these Pharisees to recognize that the issue is not just the bad words they're saying about him, the evil words they're saying about the Holy Spirit. He's saying to them, you are a bad tree. You can't say good words. You could try as hard as you can to cause your language and your speech to be good, but how could you? I just picture how I grew up. I oftentimes would have vulgarity, swear words, anger, and rage bubbling up from my heart to my lips. And because I knew that I shouldn't speak them out, I thankfully would often restrain what I would say. What's interesting, just because I didn't say it with my lips doesn't mean that I wasn't affected by the internal speaking them out. And that I wasn't compromised and kept back from experiencing God's love. Jesus says, if you make a tree good, its fruit will be good. What a foreshadow of what Jesus would do. He was offering every tree, every Pharisee there, every person In that moment, though not said explicitly, he was offering every tree to experience the supernatural power by which he could make them good and producing good fruit. In verse 34, he said, Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. I want to encourage you today to invite the Holy Spirit to inhabit your heart in an even greater way. One of the ways we do that would be here through the prayer prompt in inviting Jesus to speak into our hearts. The prayer prompt for today is, Jesus, what is one thing stored up in my heart that you want to talk to me about? As Jesus begins to share what's on the inside of the tree of our hearts, it's an invitation for greater and greater healing greater and greater and greater cleansing. He wants you to have such good things flowing out of you. And he wants that day of judgment to be so exciting. Many in the world will be condemned because of all the evil that came forth from their lips. But for those of us that have utilized our lips to confess, Jesus, you are Lord. God, I receive your forgiveness. Not only are we cleansed from those words that would have brought our damnation, we are also rewarded for the beautiful words that God begins to put inside of us as by his spirit, he writes his laws and his words on our hearts and on our minds. May you overflow today with King's words flowing out of your spirit-filled heart. Thanks for joining with us today. May God continue to reveal to you by his spirit who indeed is this Jesus. Thank you.